Hi, this is Chris from Chris Betts Verses. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're considering donating, I would obviously appreciate it. It's uh, there's you know there's no uh, there's no Joe Rogan money going here, so anything you can give is incredibly appreciated. It'll all either go to better equipment or whiskey. Both improve my life immeasurably. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope that you're well. Keep enjoying it. Take care. Do you want her to live? Like that's what we need. We need Disney extremist cells taking over. I want every film to be a Marvel movie. Welcome to the Chris Betts versus podcast. I am Chris Betts, your host slash competitor. I hope that you're all having a good February. We're almost there, guys. Spring is coming. It was sunny all day. Soon we'll be able to go outside and hate people to their face. I can't wait. I hope that you're all doing well. I'm 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 pretty good. I had a nice week of. Uh, I've been streaming on Twitch. Five or six days a week lately, which has been nice. Uh, uh, five days I, I talked to my good friend, a friend of the show, John Hastings, and doing that has, I swear, helped restore my sanity. Uh, it's helped me uh, remember how to give voice to my thoughts as opposed to quietly muttering themselves to my ki- in my kitchen. Uh, it's, uh, it's all around. It's been a really positive thing. And uh, the community has been really great. If any of uh, my Twitch followers are listening, I really appreciate you. Uh, you have been such a cool and fun community. I can't believe how funny everyone on there is. I'm really having a blast. Uh, if you want to join the party, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash Chris Betts. It's, uh, it's just fun and dumb. That's where I record the shows. I broadcast these shows live when we do them. So if you want to uh, take part when we're actually playing the game, you can, you can do it there. Uh, what I've got today, as usual, is an uncut version of the game's recording. With the exception, I top and tails it. I cut off the uh, the introduction and and us uh, plugging things at the end, so it's just the game, and that's what we have right now. This week, I had uh, Dan Muggleton uh, live from Australia. He came in at eight in the morning to do this show. Uh, when I say came in, I mean went into his living room and played with us. Uh, but still, eight in the morning is a feat for any comedian. So I really, really appreciate him doing that. And he was in top form. I can't believe how funny he was at eight in the morning. That should be a crime. Uh, then the other, the other guest was Tom Houghton. Uh, Houghton. I always forget how to pronounce his name, and I've known him for years, and I'm an asshole for that. But either way, he's a hilarious guy. He was a great judge. Uh, really, really awesome comedian. And I think we learn a fair amount him, uh, a, a fair amount about him in this episode, which is nice. He didn't mean to be so confessional, but we got some good stuff out of this guy. I uh, uh, I had a blast doing it. We covered a lot of crazy stuff. There was uh, we talked about uh, Disney uh, making snuff films. Uh, we talked about that the coronavirus might only be targeting ugly people, and uh, uh, Dan talked about regretting going to law school. Which is, I mean, I get a lot of people regretting to go to university, but law school is such a useful degree that. Um, it was a pretty surprising one, and I think uh, I I, om- I almost had him genuinely feeling better about himself, but then the game won over at one point. You can hear it happen, where he feels good about himself, and then he feels the need to play the game, which I respect. That is, that's the kind of competitive spirit I'm hoping for. Uh, they had a great time. I think you'll have a great time. 
Uh, if you can rate and review the podcast on whatever app you're listening to, uh, some of them you can't. I know Spotify you can't, but on a bunch of them, you can either leave a five-star rating, which would be amazing, or you can just leave a review that says, hey, I love this podcast. It's very original. Chris Betts is so handsome. You can hear it through the recordings. Uh, any of that would be fantastic. It helps us get out to more listeners. Uh, you can also support the show at patreon.com slash Mr. Chris Betts. Uh, that is everything for the plugs. I'm going to be back next week. I mean, I was just looking at March's lineup. I just tweeted it out, and it is honestly spectacular. Next month, we have uh, Elliot Steele and Gareth Waugh. That's next week. Harriet Kemsley and Sunil Patel the week after. Ken Chang and Athena Kublano the week after that. Bobby Mayer and Red Richardson the week after that. And Michael Odawale and all of the comedian the week after that. That is that uh, there's award winners, there's uh, people who star in TV shows, there's uh, international headlining comedians, all of them interesting, all of them hilarious. I'm really, really looking forward to it. But for now, what you should be looking forward to is the next hour where I debate against Daniel Muggleton and the great Tom Houghton judges us. Here's me introducing the guys. Enjoy the show. <laughs> These guys are great. Uh, today we have uh, the judge is Tom Houghton, London-based, fantastic comedian, uh, very upbeat, uh, uh, handsome man. And then we have uh, my opponent, Mr. Dan Muggleton. He's in Australia. It's 8 a.m. for him, and he is, he's beautiful inside and out for being here. So I love him. He looks a little bit like Egon today, but I adore him. <laughs> Mike's live faces. Yeah. Hey. Hello. What Welcome is with this fucking characterization from you? Like, it's on social media, now it's here. Tom Horton, handsome, lovely. Daniel Muggleton is here. What the fuck? <laughs> Very much leading with the forehead. It's Daniel Muggleton, ladies and gentlemen. Straight in there. <laughs> I thought that was a forehead joke. And I was like, fuck you, dude. It's been a hard year, all right? It's receding, as has the British economy, all right? A lot of things have gone backwards this year. Oh, uh yeah some of them are irreversible uh <laughs> well both probably sorry this for a man in um, a hat like let's not let's not start there i'm not yeah, going on that at all. i i wouldn't even wear the hat normally i wouldn't but i blend in to the wall behind me so well that i feel like just yeah 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 just, just a a slide, like a bookend a bookend yeah. for your torso that's it mm. um all right so you guys uh, uh tom you did the game the last Edinburgh that I did it. That was your last, first time. Uh, last you, time I yeah, played this judged. game was I was on top of the bus. Yeah, you were a natural. You took to it so so quickly, man. You were all in there. You were uh, questioning people, being tough but fair. Yeah, I'm a good. I'm a good judge. I'm an honourable guy. I can sort out the the crooks <laughs> and the saints. I think I've got two. I think I've got two crooks in front of me today, to be honest. But excellent wow. plug for his Twitter we'll there, see. throwing an honourable, very strong. Um, yeah, <laughs> always working. Um, yeah, no, a couple of ne'er do wells. Too bad, big guy. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Dan, this is your first time, but you've seen the show before, right? You came I've, and watched. I've seen the show. I remember coming down because I like you so much, and then I, I began watching the show, and I, I realized that I don't like you more than I hate audiences' opinions. So I was like, <laughs> well, a horrible hour for me. Um, but you were very good at it, and I really, I really, I really feel like you've flanked me here. You've got me on at eight a.m. And like I just thought I was doing the Tom role, which is just sitting there and uh, condescending. <laughs> like, you know, that was what I thought. And now I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm no, I lost. I've lost a couple in a row. So I thought I'd stack the deck for myself here. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So 
Uh, no, you're doing. I, I mean, you've already you've already thrown in some pre-show zingers. So I'm not worried about a goddamn thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I say we just get straight into it. You guys ready? Game time. Sure. Cool. So, Tom, you remember that you are uh, you are judging based not on who's right, but who argued best. Very important. Yes, so, I'm. I'm very, remain objective. Right. At all times. Be- at all times. <laughs> This, this is going to be a problem for me. I was just planning on being heaps right, uh, but <laughs> I'm right. Totally. I've had I've had people be like, "But murder's wrong." I'm like, "Not enough." All right, we're gonna we're gonna start with the first round. So, uh, Dan, I think you brought a topic today for me to argue. What do you got? Uh, yes, that the uh, that uh, people. Uh, die from the coronavirus disproportionately because they're ugly okay i can do that all right <laughs> let's start with the obvious ones mm-hmm. <laughs> uh old people when when was the last time you saw an old people and went mm, nice <laughs> what blanche from the golden girls was that was that the last time that never happens it's clearly not affecting. I mean, who who got it and was unaffected? Basically, uh, Tom Hanks, beautiful inside and out, can't be hurt. Uh, people in their twenties, stunning, uh, untouchable. All of, All of them across the board. That's why none of them die. Yeah, uh, it's it's about <laughs> it's about relative hotness. Um, sure. uh, relative uh, hotness is yeah, like relative. wealth hotness. Are we going with that? Are we doing some incest jokes? No. Do I interrupt yeah. you or not? I don't know. What's yeah, my yeah. role? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is normal. Sorry. I thought I was just being a real cunt. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. No, we'll, you're we'll all... go way. Jump in. <laughs> go go get it. I'm um, sure. I, I, I took uh, an accidental three hour nap right before the show. So we're both at about a sleepy place. Uh, <laughs> um, so Chris, are you trying to are you Chris, are you trying to say that um so so old, obese, and vulnerable people are all ugly? Is that is that uh, the only the ones that in? die. A lot of them have survived. And if, you, if you've taken a look at them, they're pretty hot. Captain Tom, <laughs> not a looker. Uh, <laughs> I bet he's got his end away a bit. I bet he's done a few walks of shame. Well, maybe, maybe when he was younger and he was, you know, he was in the military and he was out there swinging it. But, uh, <laughs> but in the end, if you saw him doing those laps, it was like, oh, Jesus, come on. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to see this guy twerking. Get out of here! I. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty clear that like no famous people have died from it. No models have died from it. No TikTok stars have died from it. Uh, it's all been. It's all been people that you know we wouldn't want to look at in the first place. Mm. Name one face that you miss from COVID. I thought one celebrity got it, but I can't remember who it was. You know, they got it, but they didn't die from it. They didn't die didn't die Mm-mm. is tom hanks hot though like that seems to be a big part of your argument they're like look at how hot tom hanks is of course like, tom hanks is hot that he wasn't... was hot in the opening scenes of big when he was a kid that wasn't even him that's how hot <laughs> tom hanks is <laughs> even when it wasn't him as a child yeah. was still hot. <laughs> just the idea of tangential <laughs> hanks <laughs> 
I didn't realize that's how people were watching Forrest Gump being like, man, this hottie has an easy life. Yeah, that um, was, I mean, why else do you think he got away with everything? Because he was just so <laughs> sexy that people were like, hell yeah, you can meet the president. Get in here. Yeah. Man, you are dumb, but you are sexy. Let's go yeah, shrimp. Yeah. That is uh, the perfect life, by the way. That's all I want out of life is to be dumb and hot. I mean, isn't, isn't Tom Hanks so hot he banged someone in a cinema and got AIDS? That's how hot he is. He just, yeah. he just raw dogged in a cinema with a and stranger. We, and we still you rooted for him. You've got to have some seriously. <laughs> we still, we were on his side. Pee Wee Herman lost his whole career over just doing it to himself because he's an ugly fuck, Paul Rubens. But Tom <laughs> Hanks is so hot. He fucked in a movie theater, got AIDS, and we're like, get him, Tom. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody watches the credits anyway. Good for you. <laughs> I see Look. what you mean about this being a wholesome show, Chris. Yes. <laughs> I just thought something like he raw dogged in a cinema. And I'm like, I'd be more concerned if someone used a condom in a cinema. Yeah. That, yeah. That's like a conflict in your personality. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking in the cinema, but I want to be safe. Yeah. I, don't know. yeah. I plan ahead, but not that far ahead. <laughs> um, what do you What do you got? Um, oh, Baldi's asking, uh, Herman Cain, hot or not? Uh, Herman Cain died from it. Not. Clearly, can you even picture Herman Cain in your face right now? Has he made any kind of impact on your, on your uh, your junk? Oh, he sounds like a Sleepy Hollow character to me. He was sleepy so, and hollow, so fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, Dan, why why do you think that uh, it doesn't target ugly people first? Well. I mean, I didn't realize I'd have to argue the opposing side. I thought I thought you missed like a clear one is that like there's a disproportionate number of dead English people, which I think lines up with the ugly people die uh, right out of the gate. Um, Americans, it's killed so many Americans, and I'm here to say it. Americans are hot, like by and large. That's like their one quality. They are dumb and hot. They're a bunch of Forrest Gumps who weren't in the right place <laughs> at the right time. But down they go, like. I, I and some I'm gonna put it out there. Some old people are hot. Name Come names. on, you've seen them. No, I can't name names. I'm too shy to approach these beautiful old hotties. <laughs> they're just quietly doing their crossword in the pub alone because their their partner has passed on. What's hotter than a widow? I think desperation <laughs> is beautiful uh, because I just assume the loneliness. The loneliness will mean the level of game I need to bring to fuck them is pretty much nothing. So I see those oldies and I'm like, that's hot. That that's loneliness not, fucking You're not talking hot. about hotness. You're talking about a synchronization of desires. That's not the yeah. same. That's coincidence and, and usefulness as opposed to just like, oh, I would do anything to be with this person. What you're saying is, I don't have to do anything to be with this person. That's very you're different. Absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like Dan Dan doesn't see a ventilator; he sees an opportunity. That's true. I'm like me breathe life into. They need oxygen. We should yeah. probably kiss. I think that's the way the way to do it, right? That's the move. Like I'm just trying to think uh, of some more. Uh, Sorry. Out of interest, of either of you two had COVID? I mean, I look don't... at me. 
<laughs> you look like you've been in a bunker the whole time. You look like you've played it as the safest of anyone. <laughs> you, you look like you fucked someone in a cinema without a condom. <laughs> so yeah, saying we're that, not for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> like that's so um, No, no COVID. I mean, that's the other, like Australia, no COVID. I don't know if you've seen Australians. We're rumored to be hot. I don't think we're that hot. You know what I mean? I think there's some ugly Australians who've survived. But definitely dumb, though. So that adds to it. Oh, by the way, I can hear uh, myself through one of your guys' things. Do you have your computer speakers on by any chance? Nope. I'm I'm through the headphone. I think it should be okay. Okay. Sounds like it's gone. I don't know what changed, but it's gone now. So everything's fine. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Australians, <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea what happened, but we're, we're back in it. Uh, oh, Baldy's <laughs> saying, I assumed Larry King was definitely a not. Yep, absolutely. Not hot, dead. What do you want? Wait, you don't think Larry King is hot? Larry King is not hot. He looks like someone that crawled out of, like, you know those things that live in snail shells after they die? He <laughs> reminded me of that. <laughs> Look, I don't know how you can say someone with a sweet, curvy spine isn't hot. <laughs> Think of the sexual positions open to you with that sweet scoliosis boy. Basically, it's, it's just him blowing himself. That's the only thing. He provides an infinity loop of sex yeah. that you can't get in on. You don't need to do any of that like pillow under the person to like perfect the angle. His spine just does it for you. It's awesome. <laughs> I forgot that Larry King died. So many people have died. So oh, many man. people have died. So many... I mean, it's, it's not exactly 2018 here, but um, says Larry King, the Ron Jeremy of news. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a, there's been no no cited cases of uh, of of uh, of even even like hot old people aren't dying. Like Helen Mirren is still going. She's strong. But the one hot, the one hot old person. Shares fine. Okay? She's tweeting up a storm. She was trying to volunteer to work at the post office a few months ago. Was she? Yeah, because when it was well, the whole mail in voting thing, she was like, "Get me a job at the post office," which I would, I would have loved to have seen. But then she's not hot anymore. You can't be hot and work at the post office. It's impossible. You can't yeah. do those two things simultaneously because it's That's too attractive she... to think of her licking a stamp. You know, she must be ugly. <laughs> That's right. why they deny her. It was a conflict of interest. Ah, tough. <laughs> too hot. Too, too hot. hot. Well, there's got to be a hot person who's been claimed by COVID. What about? Oh, there's been a bunch of like Republican, like you know, anti-vaxxers who've died. Some of them must be pretty hot, you know. It's just a weird Christian hot, where you're like, oh man, every time we have sex is going to result in a baby. That's so fucking hot. That's uh, that uh, again. That's not them. That's. <laughs> You're finding a lot of like uh, um, ancillary hotness. It's all around the edges. It's never the person. It's well, <laughs> just because I'm not like shallow like you two, like yeah. I just see a complete person. I don't just look at their face. Like when I, I think Tom's hot for reasons other than his beautiful, noble head, you know? Thanks. Name them. Give Tom Name, yeah, more please, compliments. Please, please, give, the judge, please give the judge more compliments. I think Tom's hot because he is the judge and he will decide who argues best. <laughs> I find the possibility of someone anointing me victorious very hot. Uh, I love that. 
Again, self-interest. That's what you find hot is your own self-interest. Uh, uh, Chris, I think we can narrow it down even more than that. What I find hot is myself. I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. <laughs> and you're I'm not dead. Down. Case in point. There we go. Ah, oh, damn it. That is, that is a problem. I don't think I can dig out from that hole. Then I'm going to argue that I'm ugly, and I refuse to do that even for a point. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll call that round there. Tom, what are you saying? I mean, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed listening to both sides very much. I mean, I see I think the facts do speak very much in Chris's favor. It does seem to be a lot of overwhelming amount of munters being led to an <laughs> led to an led to an early grave. And that's how we shall remember those who have passed on <laughs> as the ugly ones. What a what a what a lovely way to, to start the show. <laughs> so but that's me. <laughs> Cunt on the inside, Mont on the outside. <laughs> 2020, the year the world got hotter on average. <laughs> no one talks about the benefits yeah. of this. If there's one thing that has lasted, it's standards. But we, <laughs> but then of course, uh, Daniel Muggleton came in with um, some very graphic imagery of a curved spine and a desperate woman, <laughs> and. I've got to be honest, in these hard pressing lockdown times, I've been feeling more desperate than anyone. And so those words really spoke to me. <laughs> and I and I feel like they're therefore, just for the imagery and just tapping and pulling at my heart springs with the desperation, I'm gonna give it to Daniel Muggleton. What a fucking <laughs> <elbow. laughs> you know, it's hot air horns, because you can air horn yourself. That's Jesus. it. Yep. Sometimes, got, sometimes it's, it's feelings, right not facts, that, that triumph. That's what an true. Average. That is absurd. I'm furious <laughs> right now. I'm furious. If I won that, imagine what I'm capable of when it's 8.30 a.m. here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble, kid. By the end of the show, you're just going to be rinsing me. God damn it. <laughs> uh, hey, Poppy, welcome to the stream. Um well, he's giving me a Hans Mole man. That's a guy that survived because he's hot as fuck. You he's know hot. that when the Simpsons covers COVID. I wish I was that football that hit him in the groin. You know what I mean? Hot. <laughs> Just to feel his warmth. <laughs> uh, um, all right. We're going to move on to the first speed round then. Uh, so the way this works is we put two minutes on the clock. Uh, mm -hmm. Dan, you and I go uh, head to head. Just a quick sort of first thought about the topic. And then mm -hmm. we move on to the next one. Get as many in as we can in two minutes. Sure. Uh, Tom, you've got yeah. the list there. So I'm just I'm just saying the word that's in front of me. I don't say who's arguing for or against it. You just no, yeah, that's uh, that's right. But before we do, Tom, uh, Dan, do you want to be for or against everything that Tom says? I would I would like to be for. I'm known as a very positive person, so yeah, I think heard that, that is is how I'll utilize my strength here. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So you're for. I'm against everything. I got two minutes on the clock here, uh, Tom. Go for it. Yes. Okay. Your first topic is storytelling. Damn. Uh, storytelling is really good because it allows you. <laughs> it allows it. It allows it allows people to understand the really interesting aspects of your definitely interesting life. I don't even think you should edit it. I reckon you should just get up there into a microphone, preferably recorded, so you can release it later and just let people know your story because you are special your dad was wrong <laughs> okay right. so uh storytelling is if storytelling was so good then why aren't there storytelling clubs everywhere people want to hear jokes they want to hear about dicks that's all they want if the moth club would have usurped us 
years ago if storytelling was worth a damn next now, oh um do i do, decide a winner or do i just get oh uh yeah, yeah just keep going we you do okay. decide a winner but give us the points at the end the, the thunderdome the thunderdome the the thunderdome <laughs> the thunderdome <laughs> the dome of thunder i mean just based on name alone you don't even need to know what happens in the Thunderdome? <laughs> I'm going to speak with such an exciting combination of terms. The rumble of thunder, the circular roof of a dome. What more do you want? The Thunderdome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, fuck the Thunderdome. Uh, the Thunderdome is used by uh, idiots who are trying to intimidate you. They say things like, welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. And I know that all I'm about to do is get too close to you and get your fucking body spray on me next <laughs> the next subject is well done everyone dog fights dog, dog fights, fights. Yeah. oh i mean like <laughs> fighting with dogs <laughs> i think dog fights are great because if michael vick had paid full attention to playing the nfl he would have just been too good it wouldn't have been fair anymore it was only it was only fair on the other slow white quarterbacks that he spent a lot of his time Fighting dogs. Otherwise, <laughs> there would be no parity across the competition, and Atlanta would have won, which nobody really wants if they're honest in their hearts. Next. Um, uh, uh, dog fighting is bad. Uh, what I would like to see is dog debate. Uh, dog dog jello <laughs> wrestling. I want to see it lacks creativity. We always go straight to violence. Let's move on. Let's evolve. That's the end of the speed round. Um, wow. <laughs> Good work, Dan. Eight in the morning, all over it. You've clearly Thank never you. heard of a Thunderdome. No. Well, look, funny, <laughs> funny thing. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. I got the fucking sound cue, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's Tina. That's Tina Turner in uh, Mad Max. I can't remember which one, but one of the Mad Max films. <laughs> why did you? Why did you wait until after the round to do that sound effect? That would have been the. Most- I didn't want to cheat. I wanted to beat Chris on his merit. <laughs> Good man. So honorable. You get honorable in your title now. Yeah. Tom, yeah, you're out. Do, Dan you honorable Dan. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed all those all those um, topics very much. My favorite bit of debating was Dan's opening to storytelling is good, which yeah. I think is just some of the most intellectually precise arguments I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, but for the very fact that you didn't use your sound effects during the game, I'm going to give it to Chris. Yes. Well, actually, sorry, I, I should have explained this beforehand. Oh. It's one point per argument. So there's three up for grabs. Okay. Oh. Well, story, well, storytelling goes to Dan because he said it was good. And <laughs> and I think that is just such a solid argument. <laughs> the, the, the Thunderdome goes to Chris because uh, Dan did not use the sound effects and didn't know what a Thunderdome was. I think I explained it pretty clearly. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and dogfighting, I'm going to give it... Well, I've, I said Chris was going to be the overall winner, so I'm going to give it to Chris as the third one, so he wins two out of three. A man who honors his word. <laughs> I, I argue that if you know anything about the NFL, my dogfighting argument was fucking good out of, out of the game. It was, I, it was great. great. That was great. I, I vaguely knew that reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you knew it clearly, you'd be like, "Yeah, fuck, that's pretty. That's pretty fun. That's okay. That I'm gonna get some North American fans. Dan, uh, if, I don't know. Maybe they just like dogs." If you uh, just said, if you just said dog fighting is good, I'd have been with you. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I think <laughs> I know. 
the old next well, fade round. I'm going to use another G word. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid uh, this guy's for everything in the next speed round. So uh, look forward to that. Damn. Uh, but if I can give a recommendation, you can go with dogfighting as bad. And I feel like Tom will give it to you that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to go on to the second round. Right now, uh, we're tied two points to two because, Dan, you got the point in the first round. And then uh, I just won two to one in that one. Wait, the speed so, round is worth the same as the first round. Yeah, that's right. That way you can uh, it, it it oscillates, it jumps all over the place. Is this your first time with points? This is absurd. This but, is it's the only way to do it. It makes absolute sense. This oh, is this is chaos. All right, so we're gonna go to the we're, we're going on to the regrets round now. Uh, the way the regrets round works is Dan is gonna tell me something that he regrets about his life, and I'm gonna tell him why it's the best thing he's ever done, uh, or he's gonna tell me something he's proud of, and I'm gonna tell him why he's a piece of shit for thinking that. So. Dan, unburden yourself. See, I've, I've been I've been thinking about this uh, a lot because I'm self-involved and I'm like, wait, a question about me? Tell me more. Uh, all right, here we here we here we go. Here we go. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Uh, I went to law school, and that is the biggest regret. I, I finished. Actually stuck it out. I've got two degrees, complete waste of time because I do this now. <laughs> Professional tracksuit wearer. <laughs> Chris Betts. Go for it. Um, did you ever practice or did you go straight from getting your degree into never practicing law, working as a as a lawyer in any way? Never, never worked in it. I went straight from law school to uh, running a pub trivia company. Show oh. um, What about uh, wh yeah. why did you go? Why did you go into law in the first place? What drew you to it? Because um, I thought that Boston Legal was pretty good, <laughs> and medicine you had to keep doing tests. And I was like, that sounds lame as fuck. So I was like, let's go to law. Sorry, what, what was the what was the other one? I missed that. Uh, medicine. They, I went to I went to a lecture day. I went to a day where uh, other other people whose parents had enough money to convince them to do or not do medicine, like a little bit extra. Uh, where they explained to you what being a doctor is like. I went with my best friend, and he was like, "This sounds great," and he's now a doctor. And I was like, "This sounds dumb," and I'm now arguing at eight twenty seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I would argue that it was your law uh, preparation that, that made you so good at this game already. That Michael Vick stuff doesn't just come to anybody. That's a practice debater. Certainly uh, not Michael Vick. I mean, that guy went to prison. He can't argue for shit. Yeah, uh, he needed a lawyer like you, but here you were, not being old enough <laughs> to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you just you just did it on the lark. You didn't want to be a lawyer. You just uh, needed to do something else. Were you avoiding life? What were you running from? It doesn't sound like you're running towards anything. So what were you running from? No, no, no. Like you, you don't understand this. This uh, Tom, Tom will understand this. I went to private school. And when you go to private school, you can't just go into life. Like, that's crazy. You need a tertiary <laughs> education. So, you know. It's like so a, a buffer zone? Yeah. Like, just you just yeah. need to go there. You need to, you need to, you need more pieces of paper to prove that you're better than people. It's necessary. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I, mean, well, I, will point out, I have not got a law degree or a medicine degree. I've got a 
Yeah. I've got a two-two in drama. Yeah. But you, but you live in a castle, so there's like a balance between them. True. So, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so that's that's exactly why it was the right thing to do because what you mm-hmm. needed at that time, which you just admitted, was that you needed extra things to prove to the outside world that you were worth a damn. Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing private school is uber competitive. Is that right? Where does that yeah. need come from? Yeah, okay. Because it's an old old boys school and men compete, Chris. That's why there's three men on this show. I understand the booking. It makes total sense. <laughs> We've had women on, but they just weep and leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Enough about law school, Chris. You it's, were... <laughs> it's just an hour of them screaming, why can't we all get along? Uh, <laughs> um the uh, uh, yeah, so you needed to uh, prove to the outside world and to yourself that you were worth a damn. And an easy way to do that, well, not easy, but a guaranteed mm-hmm. way to do that is through a law degree. And so mm-hmm. by the time you'd gotten a law degree, then you'd proved it, and then you could become whatever the fuck I'm seeing right now, this mustachioed Adidas tracksuit wearing comedian who is yeah. the self-proclaimed king of Zoom comedy. Thank uh, you. That's that's a man who doesn't give a damn what the world thinks about him. He does whatever he wants. He's unique and free and there's a special power to that and you wouldn't have had that if you hadn't gone to law school because you would have forever had that niggling in the back of your mind and so because you accomplished what you needed to you freed yourself to live however the hell you wanted so it was it was a short-term investment with a huge long-term payoff Mm, i know that you're saying this to argue the point but i'm taking this to be your sincere feelings and be like (laughs) nice one dan way to stick it out you're killing it, buddy. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> so am I supposed to counter this argument now? Yeah, I mean, unless you find yourself cured, in which case you can give in. Oh, so this, okay, all right. I just, I mean, I tell you, all right. Um, the reason that I'm so self-assured in front of you, Chris, is not because of law school uh, no philosophy. I have two degrees, two degrees, guys. Count them up. Uh, it's because I'm a straight white male. So I'm confident in my abilities, regardless of accolade nor experience. That's our great gift. Uh, we're just born this way. And no amount of government funded subsidized education can change that. No amount of private school paid for by dad. No hugs, you coward. Upbringing can change that. This is just oh natural, baby. And I would have, and you look at me being like, you're proud of yourself. You were then free to do whatever you want. I disagree. I'm paralyzed by fear. Uh, everything I do is to try and impress you, Chris Betts. No amount of law degrees will ever change that fact. I just, I, I look at this degree as a waste of five years. I could have been worse at other things and learned about <laughs> the world, but instead, I kept getting marks because at some point in your life, marks are the only type of feedback you're comfortable with because they're numbers on a piece of paper that you compare to your friends and they're not correlated to your penis size because that's a bit gay. You know, it's just the only other numerical so a weird turn. <laughs> I'm just trying to make this thing interesting. Uh, so. that's I just have not done it. I could have easily <laughs> yeah. not done it. Like, and, I, and it was a waste of time and it was a waste of money. And more than that, it was a waste of a spot for someone else. They could have done the degree because there's like a finite number. So if, like, why did I it, take someone else's slot when I had no intention to practice ever? 
if they wanted to go to law school, they could have just murdered you and hidden the body if they really wanted it bad enough. But they wouldn't know how to get off because they hadn't gone to law school yet. You know what I mean? Like they, they can't do that. That's the next step. That's well, when you graduate. They, from they didn't school, deserve it. That's can, how... I, can, can I can I just ask Daniel, just so I know whether or not how disappointing or uh, beneficial this um, escapade was? What what sort of law was it that you studied? The 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 main one, the one that you study, general oh, so just, laws. Just you don't, just you don't specialize uh, in law school. Oh, do you not? Okay, you I mean, do I, like I've never... electives at the end, but they're kind of bullshit. Like I did like copyright or something. Did I you even have any idea what sort of law you would have gone into? Uh, no, it's all so grim. <laughs> it's like it's, okay. It's very funny because like corp, like most of my friends end up in corporate, which is like the grimmest. It's just like, would you like to read a 160-page contract for this billion-dollar company to buy this billion-dollar company? Well, guess what? Can't you're reading it till 6 a.m. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. We put sleep pods in the lobby because you should <laughs> never go home. Never. Um, but like, yeah, it's uh, I, I I never had any interest. It was hilarious, like how early I had no interest, and how I said to my parents, I have no interest, and they're like. We would really like it if you had some kind of safety net. And I'm like, mm. but I don't know anything. Like I learned the notes three days before the exams and that's it. And they're like, look, just please get a piece of paper. We need a piece of paper. Our friends keep asking. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds to me like you did right by your family. You know, mm. that's, uh, uh, so now when they go, well, when, when they're at their parties with, uh, I assume, like flamingos and peacocks surrounding them. Uh, yeah, that's how yeah, I picture yeah. people who went to private school. They're surrounded by beautiful fauna. Um, the- uh, you're just describing <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so now they can be like, oh, Dan, law degree. Is he using it? No, he was too smart. They wouldn't let him in. There's all kinds of lies that you can use around that. Or he got a law degree and then he had a head injury and now he's a comedian. Uh, <laughs> you've given them a bunch of outs, but it's not their fault anymore. They did what they could. Um, but, and also, what would you have done with your time if you hadn't gone to law school? How do you picture those five years going about? Well, Chris, I assume I would have done what every self-respecting person in that position would do and make a shitload of money through online poker. Is that not what everyone does, given the opportunity, ages 18 to 23? Just <laughs> nail some Mountain Dew, play eight tables at once, and make a fucking nest egg for myself. You Are you good I mean? at poker? No, but I could learn. <laughs> it's all a system, Chris. You just go online with tutorials. <laughs> could have learned about the stock market. Do you guys know that you can make money through other people? Make I had no, I'm learning about this now. I'm 31. I'm dead. It's over. Have you seen thousand market? I wasted five years. I could have had a portfolio at this point. You would have been homeless. <laughs> if, you, if you hadn't been clearly like just by poker, online poker being your backup as a 31 year old with t- so much time to have thought of something more responsible to do with it. And you know yourself, you know, I would have played online poker and drank Mountain Dew like a character on South Park. I, th- I think that you saved yourself from yourself you'd be dead you wouldn't be on this show <laughs> you'd be <laughs> you'd be watching music videos on like outstanding outside of a grocery store to pass the time there'd be like just one of those stores with a television display and you just spend hours watching that because you have nowhere to go and then traipse back to the woods but then i'd have an interesting backstory and i could then 
enter stand-up comedy after my years of homelessness, go to the comedy festivals, and then win an award with a storytelling show. Do you understand? I wouldn't have to change anything. I just have to tell my story. I've been an inspiration to these people as opposed many- to a representation that their parents failed and mine succeeded. Do you understand? How many how many successful comedians are ex-homeless people versus how many are ex-lawyers? I haven't actually done the stats on that. I was too busy. I'll playing. tell you what. Okay. Zero. The only the, the closest they got was Rick Shapiro, and he's a maniac. He's a brilliant mm. guy, but he's a maniac. Um, and then lawyers, you got um Alubel, uh, you, Alice Fraser, my friend Jess Solomon, who's in New York. Um others that i can't think of right now i feel like a here shot but i feel like that's just that's just the vibe he gives off um <laughs> he's got a real lawyer vibe what do you mean well yeah. he's argumentative and condescending yeah it's pretty much pretty much it <laughs> he's confident, but he's not white <laughs> um, um yeah so i would argue even even for comedy doing that helped set you up right yeah. I mean, so we'll call that one there. Yeah. We'll call it there. Uh, Tom, you've heard all the arguments. It's very, what very interesting. Say? It's very nice to hear the Daniel's backstory, of course. I mean, mm. I would personally love for you to have become a lawyer and, uh, and, and kept the look, I might add. Because <laughs> if I had done a murder and was looking for someone to represent me in court... <laughs> You are exactly what I'd want to be rocking up. <laughs> um, sort of teenage Ned Flanders who works at Shoe Zone. It'd be... <laughs> My cousin Danny, says Baldy. My cousin Danny. <laughs> but what can I say? You, 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 you didn't do it, and now you've got to exactly where me and Chris have got without going to law school. Um, you've probably, wasted probably your, not your, this far, you know your, what I mean? You've You're wasted making up new arguments. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, you, Dan, you, you won the round, but not life. <laughs> what, what can I say? It was all worth it. <laughs> I tried to help. You were feeling good at the start, but you had to keep arguing, Dan. You could have walked away. I'm sorry, pal. If you think someone who went to law school and private school thinks anything is more valuable than winning, you're an idiot. <laughs> You're crazy. All right. Here's me learning. I'm laughing yeah. for a win. You know what I mean? She's asleep <laughs> right now. I'll kill her. Give me the win, Tom. I don't give a fuck. All right. We've got to win this thing. Yeah. Sacrifices must be made. That's uh, that's going to be the pull it, quote. It, it is. It, <laughs> it is uh, much like I imagine his law degree. It is 2 1 to Daniel Muggleton. Hey, was that <laughs> a mark thing? I was actually doing all right till I checked out. In England, in England, we do two ones. It's first, uh-huh. seconds, two one. No, is that not a? No. We have first was... class, second class, third class, and then nothing. What did, you, what, what, what did you actually get for law school? Zero, zero oh. honors, baby. Oh, so you, stay, you stayed in, but you didn't actually get. A... You know, like not many people, like the top ten percent, top twenty percent, top thirty percent, and then, um, oh sorry, like top ten So like the bottom seventy don't get honors. I have no idea what we do in Canada because I I dropped out to do stand up. You dropped yeah. out. That's yeah. what I mean. Be a be a man. Drop out. Take your make your own mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it was the right thing to do. I was a. Uh, uh, it wouldn't have ended well if I'd stayed. But uh, and now Chris, look at me. Like this could have helped my argument about seven minutes ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, all right. So that's the end of the regrets round. We're going to go into the second speed round. Mm -hmm. Tom. Yes. Please I'm bring gonna, back up the list. I have the list right in front of me and kicking. Um, I'm against. Okay. You're a few four. seconds. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, I'm for you're against. Um, okay. I got two. I got, I got the clock set up now. So one, two, three speed round. Uh, we're going to go straight in with, uh, the homely topic of white extremists. Dan. I'm against white extremists. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you can't, you can't have a white extremist. Cause I don't know if you know this, it's a, it's a very important tradition after committing a terrorist atrocity to then do a little victory dance and white people can't dance. Therefore <laughs> shouldn't have white extremists. Um, I'm for white extremists because, uh, uh, you know, as much as I'm into raising up voices of people of color, uh, integral in that is lowering the voices of white people. <laughs> we need to have uh, equal representation at all scales of humanity. So way to go, white extremists. Next. <laughs> um, surveys in the street. Damn. Damn. Oh, I'm, I'm starting all of them. Okay. Uh, surveys in the street. Um, they're no good. I, I don't think they're invasive enough. I'm walking down the street. Maybe I do have time to answer questions about my mobile coverage. I think surveys should be taking place uh, in hospital beds and jails. I think that's probably the only place to appropriately conduct a survey where people are properly constrained and we can finally get to the answers and leave an appropriate amount of feedback. I love surveys in the streets. I did it briefly when I was 18 and I was so bad at it that a homeless man joined my cause um, and started pulling people down in the streets. He, would, he was yelling at old women, you, help this boy! And uh, <laughs> it was, it's uh, uh, because it's such a desperate moment, it makes for uh, fun Disney-like friendships. Next. <laughs> uh, having an ugly face. Um, I mean, how can you not be against having an ugly face? Like... <laughs> but the painstaking effort required to develop a personality to then still not overcome your ugly face. I've never seen anyone with an ugly face be successful apart from on British television and then only hosting game shows because you're freakishly tall. Impossible to overcome. You're a write-off. Throw the kid in the lake. Start again. Impossible to overcome an ugly face. <laughs> Having an ugly face is great because then you don't suffer from like great uh, dreams of uh, greatness. You just know from the get-go, I'm either going to be super rich and quietly powerful, like a Dick Cheney, uh, Karl Rove sort of situation, or I'm just going to lead a regular life. And I don't have to worry about going to law school pointlessly. I don't have to worry about trying to be famous. It's not an option. These are all off the table. You lead a stress-free life. Way to go, Uggos. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the speed round. That took ah. three minutes. Damn. Uh, uh, Sadaf, uh, my wife says, uh, uh, surveys aren't invasive enough is the most cursed take so far. <laughs> <laughs> not invasive enough, guys. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Tom, what are you saying? It was, very, very, it was very, very, very well argued by both people again. I'm just... Um, for just for personal reasons, I'm very pro white white extremists as well. So I'm going to give the points to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain those personal reasons? No, I wouldn't. As, as uh, just just, <laughs> it's just fa family connections. Okay, cool. 
Great. Anyone watching, feel free to do some uh, research on Tom Hutton, see what's going on. Way, when, when Tom mentions like white extremists, he thinks Guy Fawkes. That's how far yeah. back <laughs> he's going. The original uh, and best. Yes. Yeah. I mean, still the face of the movement. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, and uh, uh, what about what about the other one? Oh, God, it's one each, isn't it? Yes, so surveying the street. Um, I think, again, because I think uh, I like the fact that actually Chris had done some actual um, hands-on experience with this situation. He's actually been there. He's got the T-shirt. I think it was a bit of a humble brag, the fact that you got a homeless friend. But um, I'm going to give it to Chris again. I think, well done. He he knows. He's a man. He's got his hands dirty. That's a that's I a mean, very very public school take is that it's a brag that you know a homeless guy. <laughs> so, I mean, I was just say he got right. his hands dirty because he spent time with a homeless man. Tom, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> this, is, this is some crazy shit. <laughs> and moving swiftly on, uh, <laughs> uh, having an ugly face. Um, I think um, there there are no pros to having an ugly face. We all know it's a struggle throughout life. And you are more likely to die of COVID. So I'm giving who was who was who was anti ugly faces? It was, was Dan. 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 It was Dan, Dan. of course. Then I, my opponents go to Dan. All right. So two two one for me. That means we're tied going into the final round. Big. Oh baby. Yeah. So I do feel like remember at the start where you were like, it's not about what's right or wrong, it's about who argued best. Tom's yeah. like, I think it's about what's right. Yeah, he definitely like. Listen, ugly people have it rough. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stick it to him more. I don't care what was said. But I will be enforcing the status quo. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Hey, I'm just I'm leading with my heart. <laughs> that is the opposite of a judge, Tom. Uh, <laughs> you didn't get a but, but, but I, but I feel he is guilty. <laughs> I mean, look at him. Just he look. At look him. at him. What did the jury say? Fuck that. There it is. He's guilty. He's, I don't like he's, it. he's got dirty hands and he's homeless. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to go on to the final round. Um, oh, you know what? You know what's a fun thing to do when uh, when your wife is watching you live stream a show and uh, mm. you've run out of drink? Uh, sweetheart, could you please run me up a beer from the fridge? I'd be forever grateful. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, Tom, imagine, you're right. Imagine if we all got handed yes, a beer. Just like all of us, like simultaneously, it's like fuck, man. The show yeah. is sponsored. <laughs> this is great. That way, we're working on it. We're working on global outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, oh, I just got canceled by Baldy. Fair enough. Um, so uh, we're gonna go into the final round. The way the judges' round works is Tom, you picked a topic. Um, I don't know what it is, Dan. You don't know what it is, mm-hmm. uh, Dan. Do you want to be for or against whatever Tom's about to say? Uh, you got to look deep into his character to try to guess what kind of angle well, he's going to go with. Well, no, oh, okay. I love you. Thank uh, you, sweetheart. This, this is this Sorry, is the logic on this. <laughs> Tom has Tom has awarded points for every topic he's agreed with so far. So what I need to do is figure out whether he's raising a topic because he agrees with it secretly and wants it to justify it for him, or disagrees with it and needs reasons to dislike it. So yeah. I'm going to go with. Four, because I think Four. Tom's. Like, I wanna, I wanna hear this thing that I think justified by these hairy professionals. 
So <laughs> fair enough. All right. So what, Tom? What am I against? Oh, also, my against... wife. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, my wife, my, my wife not only brought me a beer, but then as she was leaving, she's like, uh, listening to white guys talk is a fucking trip. Well, well, brace yourself. This is so my my uh, my topic is um, there's just been an announcement made that Disney are Mm -hmm. going to start doing snuff films. Okay, okay, Okay. yeah. Are you are you for this idea or or against this idea? Can you um, define snuff films real quick, just so we have a common uh, understanding? It's when you it's when you ha- it's when you f- you actually film a, an actual murder. All right, an actual Ooh. murder. Okay. Yeah, they're actually so, going to start murdering. Okay, how long how long do we have for this? Is it we, just like we got a time. statement, I mean, and then? No, no, no. This is this is like a round round. So uh, so Back and yeah. Forth. So we okay. can, we can get into it. Okay. Well, I think. Uh, to start things off, obviously I'm for Disney doing snuff films. Uh, obviously, I think long, long overdue. The amount of times I've spent watching films like The Little Mermaid and Mulan and other Disney movies, I've definitely remember the names of, uh, and being like, "Fuck, I wish someone was dead at the end of this," you know, to justify the time I've spent watching it, like just, just the fact of some real world consequences. Cause the thing is I would feel nothing if someone in the Disney movies died because out of all the film studios, they have the highest amount of animated CGI films. So if anyone is going to actually murder their characters in a movie, it should be Disney. It's the safest one. I don't know you're thinking, but they own star Wars now. And I'm like, yeah, Mark Hamill should die to protect the legacy of the films. Because now he's on Twitter and it's annoying and he's trying to do zingers and people retweet it. And I'm like, this cunt was supposed to use the force, not 280 characters at a time. You know what I mean? Like, let's just kill him. Let's just use it. Let's just use it to murder every annoying actor appropriately. We could prevent, like, think about Brandon Crow. Zero relevance. <laughs> Zero relevance if that motherfucker's alive now, but dead. So you're like, hey, Brandon Crow, I know the name, right? And this is why Disney should do it. Out of any studio, either you kill CGI people, no consequence, or you kill Star Wars actors who are ruining it. Think about Carrie Fisher. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure Walt didn't have that done. You know what I mean? She's too much of a loose cannon. We got to shut her down. We got to do it quick. We got to do it quick. We can't. We've been trying to get her to do it through addiction for years. She we got to. We got to intervene. We got to make it happen. Mickey's got to do it with the broomstick, just like fucking. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're looking for. Disney should do snuff films 100%. See, I think. Uh, I mean, you make a lot of good points. There's a lot of actors that need to go. I, I think. It would be pretty amazing if instead of uh, CGI sending someone out into space, they just full on sent Sandra Bullock into space, and <laughs> and that and that was a wrap. That was just, <laughs> and then it's just just a, a, a footage from the Mars rover, just watching her go over the skyline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think uh, oh my my wife says a, a 
I was going to be upset at this argument, but I'm on board with the Carrie Fisher murder conspiracy theory. So you've won her over, if nothing else. Um, Thank you. So I would say, but here's here's the problem: is that even though those are those are interesting points, my problem mm -hmm. isn't with the snuff; it's with the Disney element of it. It's a yes. failure on two sides. First of all, Disney has cornered Western culture. They've got Disney, they've got Pixar, they've got uh, uh, Star Wars, Marvel. Mm -hmm. uh, they just got. Um, I'm sure that they own a bunch of other smaller uh, production companies. If you add murder into that, that's the only thing other studios have left is just straight up murder and porn. If Universal <laughs> gets into murder porn, look out, Disney, they're coming for you. But that's it's unfair market share and the government needs to get involved. Um, I think that also like Disney has already scarred generations of people through deaths in their movies. I don't see why they need to up the game. You've got Mufasa's death. No one ever recovered from that wildebeest trampling. Bambi, are you kidding me? Mm. They've already weaponized death in their films enough. I think that it would be repetitive of them and actually like a regression for them to have to do it for real since they've done it so imaginatively, imaginatively for years. Um, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. What, I, what I say to you, Chris Betts, is imagine... If during Bambi, during that fateful scene, you're in the cinema, you're watching, you're like, oh, my God, this is tugging the old heartstrings. This is too much. And then at the front of the cinema, they wheel out a deer and just <laughs> shoot it in the head, <laughs> in the room. You think you're ever going to eat meat again? Of course you're not. You've been changed. That yeah. meat. I would eat that meat. I would eat that you go down and start picking at Bambi's carcass like a hyena in the Lion King. You love Pull it. Pull the sword off my utility, cut off a flank, walk Ugh. out of the cinema. I just think we can we can achieve so much. And like one thing you argued is that like the market share. I've got too much market share as it is. I say not enough. Let's <laughs> add murder to the Disney franchise. Let's weaponize the employees at Disney World. I want those princesses packing Glocks. I want them to be an army. I want Disney World to secede from every country it's in as its own independent nation. And I want them to use the films as the training exercises to become <laughs> their extremist group. It's been too long since there's been a Jewish extremist group. And it is time for Disney to take that mantle. There hasn't been a Jewish extremist since Jesus. We need to do it. We need to get on board. We need to start fighting. We need to start I mean, fighting. There's no, there's no way to more upset famed Nazi sympathizer and Disney founder Walt Disney than for them to be the home <laughs> of Jewish extremists. I can't think of a more unlikely group to come out of this. Look, I'm thinking, tarnish that legacy. Let's get Mickey doing what he should be doing, making threats. Uh, I can't wait. Do you want her to live? Like, that's what we need. We need Disney extremist cells taking over. I want every film to be a Marvel movie. When Harry met Sally Brackets, who turned out to be Wonder Woman. Let's do it. Let's just take it all over. None of this halfway shit. It's time. It's time. It's time. That's what Disney comes up World, on the screen. Disney, Disney Wonder World. It's time. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna call that one there, Tom. I I love I love both that. I love both <laughs> the arguments. I mean, the idea of Disney just monopolizing different um, just every every sort of form of um, 
culture and all that we're intaking. I, I I do fear a time in the future where I'll have to have a Disney Plus account to get on Pornhub. That is going to be a, a genuinely, uh, could be a reality. But the idea, I think that, I, I like the idea of the full circle of Walt Disney, the Nazi sympathizer, um, then finding his dream and his creation being taken over by a Jewish uprising. It would very much be a whole circle of life, and it would just prove <laughs> that when you wish upon a star of David, your dreams come true. <laughs> <Wait>. So, for, <laughs> I also, oh yeah, yeah, and so, and so, because of that reason, I have to follow my heart, follow my dreams, um, and give the points to Daniel Muggleton. Outrageous, but well fought. Good job, Dan. Yes. It's a pleasure being here. I mean, I, I'm sad none of you really like the real Bambi in the cinema. I think that's I, 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 I also very much like the real Bambi in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, like, it, it would be a moment. No more 3D glasses, guys. You just get yeah, like Gallagher tarps to protect your clothes from the brain yeah. splatter. This movie is actually in 4D. Three dimensions of one gear. <laughs> and they do, they do it in every single Disney movie, right? So it's like the first 10 minutes of Up, and then this old woman gets dragged out. <laughs> or dropped from a height. <laughs> dropped from a height. Yeah. Dude, these graphics are so realistic, and you're like, yeah, man, this is great. Like Disney, yeah. man. That's a, that's a big budget movie, you know? Is that Grandma? <laughs> uh, um uh well congratulations dan you won well played good job it's it's uh it's a relief but it was also uh to be expected but it's a pleasure to be here uh thank you for having me uh it was a joy to argue with you i'd like to thank tom uh for judging based not on the arguments merits but based on who he liked the most and it's good <laughs> to have that reaffirmed uh my friendship with tom even being all the way over here in australia and and Chris, I just want you to know you're majestic. You you didn't appear to take a side in any argument, but you argued them valiantly. Whereas I feel like a lot of people would have watched me and thought that I meant it, uh, which is something <laughs> I'm going to struggle with. And that's that. I can't believe he won. I love Tom, but some of that judging was questionable. I think we can all agree. How very dare he? But still, what a great show. That was so fun. Make sure to follow Dan and Tom. Check out Dan's special on YouTube. It's awesome. He's such a funny comedian. Uh, check out his uh, podcast with uh, um, Steve Hofstetter. There is so much good stuff. All the links are in the bio, so I'm not going to read it out right now because, uh, I mean, you're not going to remember it. But here are the things that you can remember. You can follow me at Mr. Chris Betts. That's Mr. Chris Betts. If you want to support the show, all the money goes towards buying better tech, and hiring someone to do the audio editing because my levels are all over the place. Uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash chrisbetts for as little as three, pounds, three pounds a month. Uh, every little bit helps. Uh, please remember to rate and review the episode and any uh, uh, episodes before anything that you want to do. It's, uh, it helps so much. I really appreciate you listening. I hope that we all have a fantastic March. I hope uh, that your last day of February is uh, quick and fun and uh, dare I say, comfortable. Thank you as always for listening. Take care of yourselves. I'll be back next week with Gareth Waugh and Elliot Steele. We're streaming the show live as we record it on Wednesday, March 3rd. And we'll be releasing it next Sunday. 
That's everything. I'm Chris Betts. I love you.